0: Let's pray. Father, uh, thank you for another service that we can just come and worship you. Lord, truly worship you as a body, as a, as a team. Father, I pray that uh, you would just calm my nerves, Lord, and that you would just speak through me. Lord, speak to hearts and that, God, I wouldn't be thinking about myself. I wouldn't be thinking about anybody else. Lord, i just been thinking about you. Lord, it's just me and you, and it's you and whoever else is in the crowd. Father, I pray that uh, it would be heart-to-heart, Lord, with you, and that we would just hear your Holy Spirit speak to us, and that you would convict our hearts and draw us deeper. Lord, draw us deeper into love and a deeper relationship with you. Lord, challenge us tonight. Call us to something different. Call us to something new, and give us strength to do it. Father, I pray that you would just give me the words now, and that... uh, you would be glorified, Father. Amen. What's up, guys, for week number two? I wasn't, last week when I preached, I wasn't planning on doing it again this week. I'm not used to doing that, you know, so I feel kind of weird right now. But, see, Kenny was going to cancel, and then he just, you know, Kenny's like the best ever at putting people on the spot. Like, he is so good at that. It is, he's ridiculous. He drives me crazy because he every time I'm around him, I feel like he's about to tell me to do something. I'm just going to get really, really nervous. Uh, everything he tells me to do, I get nervous about. But anyways, uh, so here I am again. And who would have thought? You know, the same thing that I preached about last week is still in my heart. And that's what I'm going to preach about. You can't do anything. If God puts it on my heart, I'm just going to say it. You know, so um, anyways, so last week, if you weren't here, Um, I talked about discipleship and what that means and the cost of discipleship and how uh, a lot of us think or we have this idea in our minds or that we've seen this idea of discipleship as we go to a coffee shop and, you know, we sit down with our bro and we have a little have a little coffee and then go through a devotion together and, you know, bam, we got our discipleship or We think that discipleship is done in a Sunday school classroom, and that's where we talk about the deep stuff. Like we don't talk about the deep stuff up here. We talk about that in a small group, you know, or in Sunday school, because that's where you really do your discipleship. But uh, we learned really what discipleship uh, means last week. um, Sorry. Can you? Does anybody make these lights a little dimmer? (laughs) Sorry. Kind of threw us off there. There we go. I kind of like to see y'all a little bit. But um, anyways, we just, last week we learned about how the discipleship actually costs a lot, right? It's the cost of discipleship and how you're supposed to hate your mom and your wife and your husband and your children, all that kind of stuff. We learned that it's actually kind of hard. Following Jesus is actually kind of hard. Well, as I thought about that, it just led into to this topic I'm t- trying to talk about tonight is, I feel like I feel like we're here as a team. You know what I'm saying? Like, when um when I played basketball in high school, we had this we had this like family thing going on you know like we didn't want to just be teammates, we wanted to be a family and you know I mean, that a lot of that goes around, but like I, I really did love my teammates like we spent every day with each other, uh, even when we didn't play basketball with each other, we would spend time with each other just because we liked each other that much, and we wanted to grow as a family and we had like five things you know like number one was faith and then we had family and then like no regrets, work hard, all that kind of stuff. Well, we had this one goal. We all wanted to win a state championship, and so every day we would come in. You know, if someone was down, if someone was, especially me, like I, I was, I was the weak link, and the whole the whole team, I was always the weak link. So they would always, you know, like they would try to pump me up, they would try to get me going because I didn't really want to practice. I hate practice. So they would try to get me going, then I get real pumped up or whatever. And then if somebody else was down the next day, I'd try to get them going because we, we got to keep the goal in mind, right? We got to win the state championship. This is what we're for. We don't just come to practice. This practice. We want to win the state championship. And so we had that goal in our mind. Well, I feel like that's that way here. You know, like we all have the same goal and that's to glorify God. But at the end of our season, what I, what we really wanted, coach would always tell us, you know, what we really want is this, there's like, it's like a mustard pack. You know, you always want to get the, every last ounce of it. You don't want to just squirt most of it on your hot dog. You want to squirt the entire pack out. So you just squeeze every last bit of it. That's what he wanted to do with us. He just, that's what he told us all the time. You know, it's like, I just want to just get every last bit of, you know, potential that y'all have out of you guys. And that's what we wanted. We, did, we wanted to just put it all on the line, no regrets, nothing. So I just feel like that's the way here. I feel like y'all are my team, like, and I feel like we all have the same heart. And that just feels so good when I'm talking, like when I'm preaching to people or, yeah, that sounds bad. When I'm, like I'm talking to you guys like you're my friends, you know, like yeah, we all have the same goal. I don't feel like I'm talking down. I feel like you're my brothers and sisters. That's what it's supposed to feel, you know. But anyways, that's just my heart. And I feel like we're all disciples together. But we all have a calling. Every one of us has a calling I just want to talk about our call as Christians, our call as followers of Christ. So, if you want to turn to me to 1 Peter chapter 1, we're going to be there tonight. Uh, starting in verse 13. Maybe it'll be yeah. All right, so before these verses, he's talking about something really awesome. He's talking about trials and in tough times. Well, Peter is talking to these people, and they're going through really like, like abuse and all these different things, like first century Christians, so, you know, they're going through a lot of stuff, trying to get the church started and all that stuff, not, that, not to go in history or anything, but it, they're having a rough time, and, you know, they're, they're, getting, they're getting persecuted a lot. Well, he writes them this letter to encourage them. He writes them this letter, and, and he's trying to tell them to keep going, press on, well, So this is what this is the background behind it. He says, "So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show you that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world." So, starting in verse 13. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. So when I read that, what's on my mind is trials. And, he's, and so when he says so, it means just to look back, right? So look back and say, so think clearly and exercise self-control. What he's saying is when these trials come, it's going to mess with your mind. When these trials come, you have to to think clearly and exercise self-control. But self-control, when I was thinking about that, wow, that's hard. That's really hard. Like, we're humans, you know what I'm saying? But why is he saying that? Why is he saying exercise self-control? Because when trials hit, it makes... We, we don't think clearly. We don't think straight. We don't think about our calling. We don't, think about, we don't think about each other. We think about ourselves. And we think about what we need. We lean on different things in the world. We don't lean on God when that time happens. When, when, when trials come, we tend to not think so clearly. We tend to not be so self-controlled. Can we, can we just pause for a minute? I, I really just want to pray. Just real quick, I'm sorry. I'm a little, I'm, I don't know what it is, but I feel really weird right now. And I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. I wouldn't do this anywhere else, but I love Simple Church. And I just, I feel, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm probably distracting you guys, but let me just pray. I, honestly, I don't, I don't feel too good. I'm starting to sweat, and I'm feeling kind of like feverish a little bit. I don't know. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm about to pass out. Let me just take my jacket off. I'm not nervous. I don't know what it is. i I've been feeling weird all day. Everybody else is coming in here saying it's cold, so I was scared to take my jacket off. But then I was like, maybe it's the lights. It's starting to make me lose focus a little bit. Maybe it's lighten up the mood. Y'all can chill out, you know. feels so much better. Oh my goodness. I'd have been so scared to do that anywhere else. I'm like, oh man, i got to preach for 30 more minutes sweating like a dog. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. My mouth is really dry, too. I'm just thankful that I've seen Kenny do stuff like this. So like, it, it doesn't make me feel so weird when I distract people with taking my jacket off. And yes, whew. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask for that. I, too many demands, huh? No, I'm good. I, I won't be able to sit down. I'll just I'll just stand right back up. So. Well, all right. So I guess that kind of goes along with my message. I was thinking about how how's God going to speak to me or not? Because I'm, I'm trying a little something different. You know, I'm just trying to let the Holy Spirit speak to me. But uh, some reason we have this like picture in our minds about preachers. They always got to have something like really good to say, like really awesome punchlines, and like a road out sermon, all that kind of stuff. Well, like, not necessarily. Man. That's not all the time. Kenny's the weirdest guy I've ever met, but he he does it. I mean, you know, he he just lets the Holy Spirit speak to him, and you know, whatever. So uh, tonight, this passage. Um, what it's doing is calling us to a holy, holy life. Let me just read the passage. I'm just going to talk to y'all about what's on my mind, because it's it's really 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 heavy, and I don't want to just like you know blow it off. I'm just going to read y'all everything, and then I'm on, I'm just going to talk about it. Okay. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the grace of salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. And remember that the heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time as, a temp- as temporary residents, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these last days, he has been revealed for your sake. So when I was talking about um, discipleship last week, this it led right into this just because we're we're always asking like what are we supposed to do for God? Is, is God pleased with our life? Is is this particular thing that I'm doing right here in this moment is what is that what God wants me to do? Uh, what does God want me to do for my career? You know what job do I need to have? What who do I need to marry? Who do I not need to be around? Who are my friends? What do I need to do here? It's all kinds of questions, and then this passage just comes up and says, "You must be holy as your heavenly Father is holy," and then. That just makes me think, like, so, like, I'm not supposed to make mistakes. And then I even thought about what I said last week about how when you're a Christian, when you're a disciple, you no longer desire the things of this world. And I say that very lightly because no matter what, we're always going to desire some of the things of this world. We're going to have a, a struggle in our hearts. We're going to have a struggle of the things for this, of this world, and we're going to have a, a struggle, like, we, we want the things of God, but, like, The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You get what I'm saying? Like we we don't always follow our desire for God. And sometimes we slip up. Sometimes it's it's not it's really not easy being a Christian, but what do we do when we slip up? What do we do when things get really hard and all of a sudden we're not thinking clearly? All of a sudden we're not we're not living as God wants us to live. What do we do? He says, be holy as your heavenly father is holy. I just want to say this, that Christian, you're not going to live a holy life, a one that is perfect, one that doesn't commit any sin, nothing like that. And there's no step-by-step guide to how to live the Christian life. Like people, you know, sometimes people will ask me, you know, sometimes family members or ever, like, you know, like how, how do I live for God or how, how do I become a Christian or whatever, whatever, you know. You trust in God. You just have faith in God. There's no step by step. You don't follow rules. You don't go and look at some some rules in a in a church booklet and say, if I follow these, I'll be a good Christian. It's not about that. And and also, no matter how long you follow Christ, your desire for this world will win sometimes. It will. It, it'll it'll just win and it'll tear you up inside. It'll just just about rip your heart out, and you're like, how could I do that to God? I mean, I've been a Christian for so long. How could I do that to God? How could I just fall into something so simple? Like, I, I know I wasn't supposed to get in that situation anyway. How how do I just, I can't, you know, I should have resisted that. You look back, and you're like, God, I'm so dumb. Like, why would I ever put myself in that situation? And then you just think, you're like, How does God forgive me this time? Like This is like the 20th time I've done this, even more. I do this all the time. What is going on? Am I a Christian? Because there's people telling me that you're not supposed to live in sin as as a Christian. Well, living in sin and committing a sin multiple times is not the same thing. And I struggle with this because I don't want to tell lost people that they can continue sinning. But if you're a Christian, you get exactly what I'm talking about. You understand what I'm saying when I say that that you're going to mess up. And you're, you're going to mess up and you're going to have to tell yourself, I'm forgiven. Because sometimes you just can't hear God. Sometimes you just can't hear God say, I love you. It's okay. That's not how grace works. It's okay. You, you sinned. But you know what? I'm going to use that for my glory. Sometimes you can't hear that and you just have to remind yourself over and over. It's like, I, I just I just got to keep on going because I can't let that sin Hold me back, and I I, just—I can't help but to feel like there's there's Christians in here that are just tired and weary of trying to resist everything in this world, and then they keep failing and keep falling, but they're they're just hanging on. They're just hanging on by a thread, and they're also just saying, you know what? How can God love me? I I cannot be used. I'm I'm just—I'm just—you know—I'm just going to give up. I I just want to read you a passage. Real quick, and this was really encouraging to me. It says that experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weaknesses. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth. But I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in my weaknesses or in weaknesses. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I'm weak, then I'm made strong. There's some people in here that your hearts are heavy because you can't seem to get away from the sin in this world. And it's just time and time again, you, you... Feel like you're faced with temptation and sin, and time and time again, you feel like you fail, and you go and you fail again, and then you say, "God, I'm not going to do it again. I'm, I'm going to wait, and I'm going to, I'm gonna, just going to keep trying. I'm going to wait on You to to just be strong in me when the temptation comes. I'm going to stick it out, and you fail again. It just gets hard. But the best thing, there's nothing else, no, nobody, nothing else in this world that can be offered to you can make the best of your weaknesses. Nothing else can take your weaknesses and say, it's okay, I'm going to use that for your good. Nothing can take your failures and make it and turn around for your good, except for God. And the thing about God is, is when he saved you, he didn't just like, just picture like a line, like, I'm Jesus, and there's like, there's like a line of people, and these are the people that are going to get saved. He didn't just like slap us on the head and turn us around and then say, go on by yourself. He, when we came to him, he like, he took us by our arms, and then he walked with us. And he says, I'm going to stay with you throughout this life, and, and I'm not just going to forgive you this one time for all the sins you did in the past. I'm going to forgive you for all the sins you did in the past And for all the weaknesses and failures you're going to have in the future. And he forgave us then for everything we're doing now. And sometimes we just need to be reminded of God's grace. Just think back with me for a minute. The day that you gave your life to Christ. That moment where you put your faith in his grace to save you. Do you remember how you felt? Do you remember the love? And you may not remember the date, but I I can remember, I can just remember just an extreme amount of love and me just saying, I don't want anything this world has to offer anymore. And then I find myself in sin and I'm wondering how in the world could I do that because God's love is so much better. And I feel like sometimes I just forget about God and the salvation he gives me. Sometimes I, I, I just, I'll get distracted by school or work or anything else that can distract you, TV. I'll get distracted and I'll forget what God did for me on the cross. It, it seems to not do anything to my heart whenever, when I'm, I'm trying to think about God, Thank you. I'll, just, I'll get up and I'll pray and I'll say, God, thank you for dying for me on the cross. And then I'll realize that didn't mean anything to my heart. Like something, something's wrong with my heart because it's not changing me. It's not, it's not doing something. I, I realize that I forgot. I realize that I forgot what God did for me in my heart. And I'm like, God, how can you still love me? And that's when I thank him. Instead of saying, God, thank you for dying for me. I'm just like, God, thank you for loving me, even though I forgot. Thank you for for keeping on being with me, even though I just forget to love you during the day. Thank you for being with me, even though I just I fall into sin time after time after time, even though I hate it. I'm just like God. Thank you. And I just can't help. Like, I I can't. I just can't preach like a normal message because I feel like some people in here are just down and weary. But just like Jesus said in that passage, like you know, it's written in red. And he said, "My grace is enough for you." And then he said, "My power works best in weaknesses. And I can't help but to think that's true because why in the world would I be up here if that wasn't true? You know? I mean, why? And I see it I see it in my heart as, is when I'm the weakest, when I, when I feel like that thorn is in my flesh and I feel like I'm humbled and I'm like, God, I can't do this. I, I can't live a holy life. He's not calling us to live a perfect life. He's, he's calling us to live a godly life. I mean, in short, that just, he's just telling us to live a godly life. Well, what, how much more godly could you be if, you, if you're failing and you're asking for forgiveness? I mean, is that not the picture of the gospel? The forgiveness of our failures, not the acceptance of our perfection. It's the forgiveness of our failures. It's when we do wrong. It when we go to God and we say, "God, I, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry," and He forgives you, and He says, "I love you." And He says, "My power works best in weakness." And I, when I when I found, when I look in my heart and I, I'm praying to God after I find myself in sin, I realize that that's when I can feel his love the most it's because he shouldn't love me he shouldn't look at me he shouldn't he definitely shouldn't use me for his glory he definitely shouldn't use me to tell you guys anything so I, I just want you to be encouraged tonight and I want I, I just I, I know that we have a common goal as believers in Christ and as a church and I really do. I consider this my church home, and I consider y'all my church family. And I just want to reach that goal together. But we have to be reminded of the basics that we're always going to need God's grace. That we're always going to struggle with sin, because if we didn't struggle with sin, how could we relate to the sinners that need His grace? I have to remind myself a lot of the time. You can't be perfect. It's impossible. You cannot be perfect but we're supposed to lean on His grace every day. So, believer who is struggling with sin, and you know your heart has repented of that sin, you know that you love God so much more than that sin, just be encouraged that He still loves you. He still wants to use you. And, in fact, you can be used more now than if you were proud and you were trying to be perfect and you didn't need God for your perfection you, he can use you more now in that moment when you're weak it says for when I'm weak I am strong I am strong in Christ because I'm weak and just like I said last week I said it's like well I can't I can't live this I cannot I cannot love God with all my heart mind strength and soul I can't hate my my wife, I can't, in comparison, my love for God, I can't do all that. I'm too weak. That's exactly where you need to be. This is why. Because we need his grace. Because we are made strong in our weaknesses. And the thing is, like, I don't want to show you guys that I'm weak. I mean, but I can't help it. I mean, you see, I just started sweating. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't even, like, Say what I wanted to say because God's convicted my heart so much. I try to keep my weaknesses from everybody else, but that's when I'm made strong. That's when God can use. That's when God can use me. That's when God can use you. That's when God brings us together. Is when we don't hide our weaknesses from each other. And we're we're a family here, you know. And we're supposed to be bringing. We're supposed to be together and bringing God glory. We're supposed to be changing this this city. I mean, not just on our own efforts, but God uses. People who are humble. God uses people who want to be used. And, and I know we're here, and I know, I know that y'all, you know, Simple Church is doing great. Y'all are making a difference, everything like that. But God's not finished. And God's not just calling you to the level you're at now. God is calling you so much deeper. So much deeper it is scary. I feel, I'm so scared right now because, because y'all just don't know, like a couple months ago, I was so lost in my anxiety, just, I was worried about this, worried about that, and I'm like, God, I I don't feel like I'm in the right place, I don't, I don't have a church family, I don't have a church home, I feel weird, but God, I want to be used, but how can I be used if it's just me, how can I, I mean, I need, I need something, you know. And then, and I come here, and then it's like the first time I come here, I just felt like this. I felt the Holy Spirit for the first time in a long time, and I was like, God, I miss you. And then, now, I mean, Kenny just put me on the spot, you know. And I felt like, I feel like God's just calling me deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm just like, you know, chill out, you know. Like, dang, I just got here, and then I'm scared, you know. I'm just I'm extremely, extremely scared. I'm so scared. Because I, I just I'm reading the word and I, I understand that God calls people to crazy things, super crazy things. And I'm just so scared I'm gonna be one of them. But I I don't want to be that guy that says no. And I don't I don't want us to be the congregation, the 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 family, the body of Christ that says no. I want to. I want to be yes. You know, in in a couple of months, there may be some people here in here right now that won't be in here because it's just too hard, or, or they're going to say no. But I just want. To, I want us to say yes. And I just want to let y'all know it's okay to be scared. It really is. It's it's really okay because the best moments in your life come right after you're scared to death. Just like when I asked Kylie to be my wife, I was like, wow, this is crazy. My heart was just pounding out of my chest. Nothing went as planned. And I was like, this is the most anxiety I've ever had in my entire life. I messed up my speech. You know, the famous, I messed it up. She didn't know it, said it was perfect. But I realized it was just crazy. And then she said yes. I was like, whew. You know, the yes made it all better. And then, you know, now... Yeah, it's all good. Put a ring on it. So <laughs> But it's so I just want to say it's, it's okay to be scared. But I, I want y'all I, I know I know Kenny and I, I've known him for a long time and I, I know his heart and it is, it's hard for me to believe that he's not really lonely sometimes because he is so just so, so, so focused on God's glory, and and I hope he doesn't listen to this because he's gonna he's gonna flip that I'm putting him on a pedestal right now. And he's not on a pedestal. I'm just saying this is you know he's just a great example. It, he literally looks like he hates everything else. I'm not like the pastors we were doing last week. You know the cost, the hating. I mean, loving God so much, everything else seems like it's in the background. He is the perfect example of that. Like, I mean, I don't know what he does at home, none of that. But every time I'm around him, I feel like that's all he wants to talk about. And, his, and he's just so focused all the time. And, it, and he's so, I mean, I, he's doing everything he can. He's just on the run and he's on the go, but he's, he's motivated, you know. And I just can't help but to think, he's got to feel so lonely because I don't know anybody like that. And that's so weird. I, I want to be like that. I, I want to be so deep in my relationship with God. But I, I know that his heart and God's heart as well, because as, that's what he's after, is for all of us to be that way. And I know not everybody in here is going to be that way. I know it. it's, it's just how it is. Not everybody is going to do it maybe the majority of you but it's just the fact that not everybody will not everybody will be willing to give their heart to give their entire life to Christ and for the cause of it and to say god yes i will do anything if you want me to move to somewhere where i no longer have clean running water i will just to share the gospel with people that i don't even know their language that's the kind of stuff i'm scared about that's the kind of I me mean, but why not you know because when I when I get to the end of this life, I want to be like that. Much I want to squeeze every last bit of myself out, and that's. Really, I'm not trying to boast about my my thoughts. It's just, I, I don't want to be that person that doesn't do it. You know, I I look at myself and I realize I'm a coward. I realize I'm scared. I'm I'm soft. I don't do. I'm not a strong person. I'm not. I, I can't. I don't ever do anything. You know, like without someone. I, I need, I need that strength. I need, I need a backbone. I don't have a backbone, you know? So like I'm like, God, would you please just do something in my heart to make that okay with me? Like, make it okay with me to do something crazy like that. Give me strength. Make me motivated. Help me to love you more so that I can do something. I just want to do something. I want, I want to see people doing it too. I want them to get over their fears. I want to see people get over the hump and just go further and further and further and not be scared to love God deeper. Don't be scared. Just love God with all of your heart. And I I just want to see it in people. I I don't see that in hardly anybody. And and I, I say that, you know, with deep consideration because I don't want to offend anybody. I just see it. It's just reality. I don't see anybody that loves God like we should. It's just really, really hard to come across. And then it makes you wonder... How is God going to, to use it? How are we going to be used for God's glory if we don't just say yes? You know, say, God, I'm weak, but yes, here, help me out. And then on top of that, we have each other. On top of that, we have each other to lean on. We're supposed to bear each other's burdens. You know, that, that's why Kenny's doing the partnership and not the membership it's nothing against church membership. It, he's just want to imply that we are partners here, that we're bearing each other's burdens, that we're, we're supposed to lean on each other. We're supposed to have a, a responsibility. We're supposed to do something. We're not supposed to just sit around. Let God do something to your heart. Let God take you deeper. Let God take you deeper into love. Don't be scared to love him more. Don't be scared to listen to him because, you know what, he's the best thing to listen to. Because even when you're in the craziest moments That peace is the strongest in those moments. In those moments of weaknesses, you can feel his power in your heart the most. You can feel His Holy Spirit comforting you. And he sends encouragement in so many different ways. And I'm just telling you that just because in my weaknesses in this past week, and the week before, and the month before, and the year before, and five years ago when I got saved, every time I was weak, that's when God changed me the most. And every time I said yes, even though I was scared to death, that's when I felt God's peace the most. Is that not what we're looking for when we go to different things anyway? When temptations come, we want peace. You know, when trials come, we want peace, but where do we go for it? We don't always go to God, but that's where peace is. But those moments when we say yes, that's when peace comes on the heaviest, not when we say no. No. When we, when we search for different things, when we, when we drink alcohol and we do drugs and we do it in sexual out of marriage, all that kind of stuff, all those things that seem to have peace on the outside and they seem to be fun, they seem to feel good and keep your mind off of things for a little while. Even music, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be in our, our, our zone, we'll be listening to music just to keep our mind off of things that we don't want to, to deal with, that we don't want to listen to our mind talk about, you know, and we're, we're deep in thought. When we just go to God and we give our anxieties to God, it's when the peace comes on the heaviest. And that's when God can use us. And if you're scared for God to use you and you actually don't want God to use you, that's okay. You know why? Because it's your choice. I'm not telling you you have to let God use you. I'm just saying I don't want to be the guy that he doesn't use. I want to go to the end of my life with no regrets. I want to be completely just... I I want my legacy for anybody who knows me. I don't care if if five people at the end of my life know me. I want them to know that I love God. I I want to leave that behind. I want them to say, you know, if he didn't do anything, he gave his life to Christ. He may have never lived in a big house. He may have never driven a nice car or anything like that, but he loved God. And there's a lot of people that God used him to change. I, just, I want that so bad. I want it so bad. And I feel like God just can't use me sometimes because of all the sin, because of all the times I've fallen. But I'm telling you that he showed me this week that he is made strong. We are made strong in our weaknesses because of him. That's the gospel. The, the picture of the gospel is that we are weak, but he uses us anyway. He uses the weak of the world to shame the strong. So, brothers and sisters in Christ, be encouraged tonight. Just be deeply encouraged by the fact that God loves you now just as much as he did whenever you first got saved, no matter how many sins you've committed. It's a thorn in the flesh, and you're supposed to be humble. It's meant to humble you. And that's when God gives us grace, you know, where it says God gives grace to the humble and but opposes the proud. If we're proud, he, he opposes us. Well, what keep the, the, the thorn in the flesh keeps us humble. And that's when we feel God's grace the most. It, it all makes sense when you read it, you know. It doesn't make sense when we're doing it, when we're in sin, we're, we're feeling guilty. But it all makes sense when you read it and you finally see that God loves you. And that's the best feeling in the world. And for... For someone in here, there may be, maybe not, that that doesn't know that love that I'm talking about, or the peace that I'm talking about, and that you've never truly felt that. It, it's it's offered to you too, and it's offered to everybody, and that's the whole point of us being saved and staying here for the rest of our lives. That you know, you know, we don't want to face these sins every day. We hate sin. You know, as Christians, we it's just so burdensome to deal with sin every day but we're here so that we can share it with the other people who are trapped in their sin and so that they can spend eternity with God too and so that, that's it's offered to you too and if you want it you can have it so um, let me pray and we'll get into a time of worship Father God, I know that that tonight was really weird. But, Father, I pray that you just use what I said and that you spoke through me to, to touch somebody's heart, even if it was just one person. I don't care how weird it looks or crazy it looks. I know, God, that you spoke to somebody like you spoke to my heart. Father, I pray that you would just use Simple Church Use the people in here. Each individual would have a deep relationship with you and go deeper with you. God, even though they're scared, I pray that you would give them the strength to go so much deeper, Lord, and feel that. Feel that love and feel that peace that you offer when we do go deeper with you, God, and feel the love despite the sin in our lives. Father, I pray that um, you would just use these next songs, God, to draw somebody. God, draw somebody in to you, whether they're a Christian or not. God, I pray that they would just have a moment of intimacy with you, Lord, because your presence is the best place to be. There's no better place. Uh, Father, I love you. I'm so thankful that even though we forget about your cross mm. and how you died for us, sometimes we forget, but Father, thank you for your love that you did it. You did that for us, for these moments that we forget. You forgave us for the moments we were weak, for the moments that we fail. Thank you so much, God. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name pray, amen.